The first two weeks of postpartum are a whirlwind for most women. And in this episode, I dive down the three most common things you need to prepare yourself for in postpartum and how to have a peaceful transition into motherhood. Are you panicking thinking about bringing your baby home from the hospital? Have you no idea how to change a diaper, nurse a baby, or use a snot sucker? Or do you find yourself constantly fighting over everything with your partner? Welcome to the New Mom Nash Pack Podcast, the show where we help you find out how to reduce your anxiety, strengthen your relationship, and take care of yourself along with baby. So reheat that lukewarm coffee and get ready to enjoy being nap trapped while we find your confidence in postpartum. My goal of this podcast is to embrace the naturopathic principle of docere, which means to teach. I really want you to learn practical advice on how to actually improve your postpartum experience, but this does not replace the use of your own personal physician. Any and all medical advice should be done and taken through the careful and personal decisions of your medical doctor. Welcome to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway. Today, we're going to dive deep into a very special topic, what to do in the first couple weeks of postpartum. Um, When I started to bring, when I brought my child home, it was a very special time. The first two weeks were very, 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 very hard. And they're hard for a lot of women because you haven't gotten much sleep in the last few weeks of postpartum because you're huge and um, you have this like child in in your belly that won't stop kicking, especially when you start to lay down and be still. And then on top of that, you've gone through labor or you've gone through a C-section, whatever way the child got here, you have a great deal of healing to happen yourself. And then um, it's a stranger. You're taking care of a stranger that needs you for everything everything. And it's really, 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 really hard. And um, I always read online that you just want to think of your life in two-week increments because every two weeks, they're going to learn more things. They're going to learn more. You're going to learn more about them. They're going to develop certain skills that'll help them and then help you. It's going to make it easier for you to think of your life in postpartum in two-week increments. But that was even more so for me in postpartum because at the two-week mark, my son was actually going to be um, starting a treatment for club feet. And so he was going to be casted both legs from the hips all the way to his toes. And I felt like in my mind, there was a very clear first two weeks after two weeks. Like it was just like my postpartum window was over. I was like never going to experience snuggles ever again. Now that wasn't really true, but it felt like it. It felt like the casts were going to be this like gigantic barrier between me and my son. And so what that created was a very difficult first couple weeks because I had to get in all, (laughs) all of the baby uh, moments, like every single thing I felt like I had to do. Um, I had to snuggle him as much as I could. I had to swaddle him as much as I could because he wasn't going to be squishy anymore. And I feel like that was a really great thing to to be able to do is just embrace and love the first two weeks. But it created a lot of, it created a lot of stress because it, I was like, I had to do all of these things and I had to make all this time 
and it wasn't necessary. And so because of that, I had other things that happened, like it was very difficult to latch. I had a very hard time feeding him. And then I also felt a very deep, like a, like a very deep sense of failure because I couldn't get him to latch in the first two weeks. I was like, if I'm not going to be able to get, if I can't get him to nurse before he gets his boots on, like it's over. My journey's over. I'm not going to be able to feed him myself. And I had a very like strong desire not to give him formula. Like I just did not want to do it. I don't have any qualms with formula, but I was just like so in my mind, not ready to give up. I was not ready to take that action. And so the first two weeks for you are likely going to be very challenging because the child is going to not give you any feedback except for crying for everything. You are probably going to be exhausted just by the mere (laughs) idea of everything. And then you're learning and meeting this new human that is beautiful, but doesn't do anything. Like they don't, they don't smile. They don't talk. They sleep a lot, but magically there's no time to do anything else, but to hold and feed and change diapers. And the moment that you let them go, they cry like a mad, mad person. So how in the world do you get through for, how in the world do you get past those first two weeks? Well, that's what I wanted to create here. Um, and if I had an idealistic world, this is the steps I would do. Um, again, had I not been in the position that I was of, of having to do the club foot treatment. Um, and even in some cases, I did a lot of these things just because I knew I, I had to have that connection. I had to connect with him in those first two weeks, put way too much pressure on myself. But this is kind of how I felt would really benefit people moving forward. Um, the first thing is to create a very peaceful and safe and comfortable home environment for yourself. So having a place to go when you're not in your bedroom, having a very comfortable place that has everything you need and clear access. I created a little caddy. Um, Carrie Locker has this idea of a three-tier caddy and you have all your pump stuff in there, all the bottles, all the snacks you could possibly need, the nail file, like anything that you would need for baby goes in those three towers, um, uh, or you, and always having your water next to you, making sure that you have really good smells in the house, whether that be through essential oils, or you're talking about having um, really good smell of like a lotion or perfume that you love. Yes, we're not going to get on whether or not that's safe or not, but like create a world that's comfortable and homey that you can feel at peace. And the second thing I would say is that make sure that you are, especially in these first two weeks, spending time with just you and baby, doing um, skin to skin, making sure that you're just holding them and loving on them and being present in that moment. That means not doing the dishes, not doing extra chores, not going crazy. And that in the previous episode that I did um, Thursday, I talked about having a, a disdain for the 555 rule. And this is actually where it originates of doing 555 is that you want to give yourself the rest that you need by not adding additional things to your list. Like don't make crazy plans. 
And that's the point of the five, five, five rule, the five days in the bed, five days on the bed, five days around the bed, is that it's a way to play with words, to make it catchy so that you remember you're supposed to be resting and taking care of yourself. But I think that it comes off wrong because I think a lot of mothers think that that just means staying still and not doing anything. It's like, no, you can walk around. You can go for walks. You can enjoy your baby. You can sit on, you can sit in the rocking chair. You can go leave the house for a few minutes if you need to. Um, and this next one is to prepare beforehand is that know all of the ways that you might get tripped up in postpartum, especially in regards to feeding and bowel movements. Um, These are the most common questions you hear on any social media post and in any physician's office is like, what sort of things might you worry about when it comes to feeding your child? How do I know they got enough food? How do I know that (laughs) that they're not hungry? How do I know if I fed them enough formula or how do I know if it's too much? How do I know how to get rid of gas? Like, what are all these things that you... I might freak out about because you can intellectually know them, but then when you're practicing it and you're like actually feeding your child, it's like, whoa. And coming up with calming strategies for how you're going to get those questions answered. So when you start to freak out and say like, I have no idea what I'm doing, what are you going to do in that moment so that you feel more prepared moving forward? Um, And then finally, what kind of activities are you going to do to help you in the stress of the moment. So you've created a peaceful home, you've done your research, you've educated yourself on how your baby needs, how your baby's needs might change and adapt over these first two weeks, because yes, they're, they're literally going to change. You're going to, you're going to fall asleep at night and wake up in the morning and it'll be a new child. It's crazy. Like it's, I, I don't know how it, it, it's just insane. Like I can't, there's no words. Um, and so when you get to the point of freak out because you're tired, you're overwhelmed, you don't know what you're doing, how are you going to take the steps to make sure that you're in a calm mind? How are you going to make the steps to make sure that you are prepared to help yourself get out of that fight or flight response when stressors do come? Because they're going to come in postpartum. They're going to be like major freak outs in that moment. Um, but... It's super, super, super important that you have this planned before those two weeks occur because if you do it in the moment, your body will not have an innate response to going into those calm down moments. You won't have identified cues for when you're about to get up to the freak out moments. I think when I discuss with people, anxiety is very similar to that of a migraine. If you are treating a migraine, you want to treat it before it gets to its peak point. Like You do not want to be in agony before you take the Tylenol. That's cute. I know. If you are a migrainer, you know. Like, there's no, like, <laughs> Tylenol. It's cute. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, you want to take the medication before you get to the point of no return. Just like with anxiety. You want to make sure that you catch yourself in the moment you know, oh, I'm going to start freaking out here. I need to calm myself down. And taking a moment to plan for what those stressors might be. Like the baby started crying and won't stop or my husband came home and I still don't have everything together or like whatever it is that might stress you about postpartum. Think about all those things. And then as you're going through your day in postpartum, make sure you're writing them down. And I say this kindly, you don't have to actually physically write them down. You can, 
write them in your notes app on your phone. You can use a voice recording app and have it transcribe it. There are plenty out there. Um, and that allows you to make sure that you're taking data and learning how to move forward in a way that helps you to change how things are going and to reduce your stress and help you overcome the anxiety that is postpartum. So I also wanted to briefly discuss that there are certain things that I don't think are beneficial to do in postpartum. And the first one is you don't need to have a ton of visitors. And I will say that you this there is a caveat to this. If you have a visitor that's coming over that is actually going to provide support for you, i.e. cooking dinner, dishes, laundry, helping you with bottle feeding or helping you with cleaning pump parts, any sort of thing that helps you to have more time to focus on the child and work on the bond that you're creating with them, that's wonderful to have them there. But I don't think that having family members or friends that are just going to desire holding the baby or trying to converse with you is really beneficial for you as a new mom in developing that bond with your child. And I don't think it's necessary, especially in those first couple weeks. The second thing is you don't have to worry about cleaning your house. That means that it's okay if it gets messy. You will find routines that over time help you create structure and help you clean the house. This is really a task for other people in your family and also for friends that come over and visit. It's not for you to worry about how what your house looks like. Now, of course, clean up after yourself, get trash from the trash can. Those sort of things happen um, naturally if you're good at cleaning up after yourself, but don't fuss about doing all of the cleaning or the um, other stuff that needs to happen in a normal time. The first two weeks is not a time to worry about cleanliness in your home. Um, the other thing is don't try to do a bunch of things that were already part of your routine, such as dishes regularly or um, laundry. You know, you should have enough clothes in your stockpile. And yes, you need clothes too, not just baby, to change into. Um, this is something that needs to be done in order for you to not have to do as much laundry. And then I really do recommend that for the first two weeks at least, you use paper and uh, plastic utensils because... It's just so much easier when you don't have to worry about the dishes every night. There's just this one less thing you have to worry about. If you want to know how to prepare and plan for postpartum in a very productive way, go ahead and check out my free training at thenewmomnaturopath.com. That's thenewmomnaturopath.com, and you can figure out how to get the help that you need, manage your mindset, and help to reduce conflict between family members in postpartum. It's just kind of an unfortunate side effect of being so sleep derived. But this is a really amazing uh, training that's about 20 minutes long. So it's not going to take a crazy amount of time and it helps you to understand how to go about preparing for postpartum or managing it if you're in the middle of it. I hope you really enjoy this show and I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the New Mom Naturopath podcast. I really hope you learned something and grew during this episode. If you could leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be so helpful for me. If you have any questions, email me at admin at the new mom naturopath.com.